Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to Man in the Making with former monk Raja Shankara and myself, Rokas. Today's episode is a continuation of our conversation with Fidel Maza. If you have any feedback, please get in touch with us through the email provided in the description. I had a conversation yesterday with a friend. He has a, a podcast called From Heart to Heart. It's in Spanish, but he basically wants to have real conversations about interesting topics and and we we talked about love yesterday and he wanted to talk specifically of um, relationship love couple love right but after the event the show and everything we were talking and it, it came up the, the that this idea sometimes could be a thought like you've brainwashing yourself or you're not being real for example you have an incident somebody's being rude at you and then you have two decisions you can immediately put them in they they probably had a shitty day that's not on me that's on them and i'm just going to walk away and nothing happened what you can do or you can actually start believing the story that you were the, the reason why that person outburst now are you being unrealistic and are you tricking yourself and self high um what's the word there's a word well tricking yourself into um thinking what you want in order not to suffer like self-manipulation yeah. or, or exactly or uh, yes like there's a word besides hypnosis then auto-suggesting that's the word i think okay are you auto-suggesting into are you suggesting um uh, one spanish it, it exists means that you are kind of like self-hypnotizing yourself into thinking something that would be the use we would give to that word i don't know if it's if it exists in english but and i told my friend honestly i don't believe that's like that i truly believe believe that whatever you think that is what you manifest in reality but even though if that was just some uh, uh, shit you're telling yourself in order to not suffer, I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's the purpose of life? To be right, to be happy, enjoying, and, and growing or helping other people, right? Mm -hmm. So well, it's, it's really interesting that you're saying it, how the paradigm, paradigm shift works. And yeah. wow, that, well, that's, I think that's the basis for everything. We're never going to be able to perfectly navigate life. I mean, whether we're um, convincing ourselves of something uh, and it's, it's, it's actually not real or, uh, I mean, that's the nature of a subjective world. We, we always are suggesting something to ourselves in order to cope with reality. Um, whether it's the most efficient and effective suggestion uh, we'll never know because w whatever we're doing is the perfect thing that we're supposed to be doing in an Eastern uh, philosophical sense. It's what we're supposed to be doing. It's the karma we're supposed to be experiencing in order to learn the lesson that we're supposed to learn. Um, and then after it's said and done, then we'll figure out, you know, it's a better suggestion for ourselves in, in, in the future in a, in a similar situation. And, and, that's just the process of acquiring knowledge so that we can uh, eventually attain wisdom. And, and uh, you, 
you know, we know it's wisdom when we, when we see that situation again and we say, no, no, I'm going to handle it like this now. I remember what happened last time. So the more we can do that, the more knowledge we can acquire um, and the more experience we get, uh, ideally, and hopefully we get wise, we get wiser. Yeah, we should, right? If, if we're doing things as we're supposed to, we should be growing wiser or hopefully growing wiser. Yeah, and, and for example, you can take someone who is in prison for murder and say, well, you know, their life went backwards quite a bit. But from a mystical perspective, their, their life is actually still going forward. That, that's exactly what they needed to do to learn that, that lesson, that you, you don't um, live in those hellish states, but you do have to go through that. And if you believe in reincarnation, you can understand compassion because you now understand a, a reality where you used to could could have committed that or did you know most likely um, in a previous life. And if if the saying is true that we reincarnate as for as many granules of sand on every beach in the world, you know if we reincarnate that much, if we have that much experience, um, you can definitely bet that that you were at one point in, in one of your lifetimes, um, you know, killed for the sake of killing. You were everything um, bad and tragic about the world. And, and you're, you're that same essence, but you've, you've evolved over time. And I love reincarnation because to me, it's the only way you can understand tragedy. It's the only way you could see this, movie or play of life for what it is without reincarnation you're forced into this abrahamic or you know you know um there's a hell for those people um, and there's a heaven for the people that do good or if it's not an abrahamic religion you're forced into this nihilistic perspective where who the hell knows nothing matters anyway so to me a reincarnation is this uh, a beautiful philosophy that is is faith-based to some degree um that that I've found is is um, something I, I would rather believe in than anything else. Wow. It, for me, listening to you and just feeling that I agree with you and everything you're saying and that the idea of seeing um, like ideas I cherish and I've come to make my own and see them reflected on a person and that they believe it and they're like they're going ahead of me in the in the path or in life it's just so inspiring to see that wow there's i mean there's more people that we think alike and and that's really amazing so for me as well i i don't find another explanation besides reincarnation that's the one that makes the most sense um if not it would be really a cruel world and Honestly, um, that's not what I felt inside myself. That's not the, the loving energy that is out there and that you can see in, in a, grand, a grandkid holding her grandmother's hand and telling them they love, they love it, they love her, right? Uh, so, yeah, I'm 100% on the reincarnation topic. So, <laughs> Rokas, where, where are you with reincarnation? 
So the question I had for, well, I don't know, wondering, I'm not sure the right word, is if the, if we're reincarnating, but the population is increasing, then where are the, so we can't just be reincarnating as humans, we'd have to be reincarnating as other things as well, in order for it to make sense. So what's the you're thinking that reincarnate, you're thinking that there's only one soul group, and that that came at a certain time, and now there's more people, so there's not new souls? Oh, I guess, maybe, yeah, that was my frame of reference. So, so explain I'm, that I'm, more. Yeah, I I'm, I'm, have the fortunate position to have once worked with a scholar in scriptural studies, and uh, I used to, um, uh, this is things I worked on for our magazine in the monastery, and uh, our, the, the Vedas, which are the oldest uh, known scriptures, uh, have said that um, there are new souls being spawned all the time from whatever uh, energy or essence is, is emanating creation um, in, in this current cycle, right, of which there are four large cycles. And um, there are, they are being spawned, and the oldest of the cycles um, get to the end and do not uh, return for another cycle. But those new ones that are spawned that have not evolved by the end of the cycle start over and they evolve through time again. But there's constant um, spawning of, of new uh, souls. Rajan, one question. That, that time lapse, you're talking about the yugas? Yes. Or... Okay. That's right. And, and the four yugas end up at a, um, are one pralaya, and then maha pralaya are when the yugas uh, temporarily rest inside that energy source that you would call God or whatever, and uh, are then spawned again or, or spit out from that, that you know, those flames are spit out from that bonfire. Okay. Super interesting. That, I mean, that's how, that, yeah, that's how um, a Hindu scholar would, would explain um, your, your reincarnation and question and the, the population of, of the world. And how would you suggest doing more research on it? Like, what could I type any... Any leads? That you Good question. I mean, you know, since you know me, I could send you those scriptures, um, but you would just have to. So, someone wanting to learn about yugas could could definitely go down the Google um, rabbit hole into uh, uh, yugic learning. Um, it, uh, Fidel, do you what? What would you say to someone who's because how did you, you know you obviously know about yugas um honestly uh, I, um i i learned a little bit about it i'm no way an expert nor i understand everything it, it it contains i read it through the knowledge written through uh the teacher paramahansa yogananda the very uh, teacher that inspired me to be a monk yeah so through that school that's how i i, I heard of it yeah uh, Rajan, I would like to, uh, is this, I'm in this moment in life, I'm really, really trying to 
get in touch with my own experience and how I experience that. So if somebody would tell me, can you unbelievably, uh, well, without doubt, tell me that there's reincarnations, I would tell you, no, I can't. I haven't experienced it. I mean, not in a conscious way. I do believe it. It makes sense to my logical mind. But in my meditation, I've never sat there and just suddenly became so aware and so focused I could see myself back in time, right? So I know there's teachers that they've done it and the scholars, that's why they've written because uh, in my understanding, and please correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, Rajan, the Vedas, the Vedas were written by sages uh, who experienced those realities and they just wrote down those knowledges, those, that, that knowledge out of experience. Like scientists, they were going really deep into the experience of the universe life, first through our body, and then after they transcended the body into deeper, deeper knowledge. And they kind of be, uh, became witness of that. And they said, okay, that's how it is. I mean, can you tell, can you feel it? <laughs> Sit down longer. No, just kidding. But so I would like to know if in your experience, what are your, what is your stand in that? Uh, have you experienced that? Uh, or is it more still an intellectual part or is it a mixture of both? So that's um, a beautiful topic. Um, all right. So the Vedas, yes, that's true. Um, a portion of them are written out of, uh, samadhi, the, the nirvakapa samadhi or, or self-realization, um, they're, they're supposedly written from that sage's perspective or enlightenment. Now, um, other parts of the Vedas and also what's known as agamas, uh, which is another secondary scripture in, in uh, Hinduism, is uh, clairaudiently heard. So from that inner perspective, the theory is that we're able to now hear um, uh, other worlds. We're able to hear beings that can transmit ideas and concepts to us, and then we would write them down. Okay. So um, clairvoyance is the ability to see beyond this world. Clairaudience is able to hear beyond this world. And the Vedas are considered to have been heard and not necessarily written by a, by a human. So to say that a human entered into consciousness and then wrote it down from their experience is, is, is true for parts of it, but most of it, uh, over 10,000 um, uh, verses, oh, 10,000, over 100,000 verses are considered to have been heard and then um, transcribed and written down. Of course, written down after who knows how long, but mostly, uh, you know, throughout its history was, was, uh, orally transmitted, orally, orally passed down from, from generation to generation. Um, and the way it was memorized was through chant, right? So through, through that chant and song variation, they were able to um, hold on to its, um, you know, essence. Uh, so with meter and, and verse. Uh, so that is why um, a priest can chant the entire scripture. 
they don't have to memorize like a, a book. They, they memorize it like a song. So, I mean, that's one, definitely to me, one, one um, reinforcing idea that it got passed down accurately. Um, unlike Abrahamic scripture, which has been rewritten over and over again by whoever was in power. Um, that's a little knock on Christianity. Sorry. I do that from time to time. Um, I am biased. <laughs> so the, the, the fact of reincarnation and being able to prove it, if someone asked me that, which I of course get asked that, I, I have to say the same thing. I, I cannot, uh, prove and give you some kind of experience that will, will transmit it with this, um, um, empirical evidence and, and there's reincarnation and that's exactly how you put it, write it down together. And that's the answer. Um, I am a believer in, uh, this thing of Hinduism in, in two ways, uh, faith-based and experiential based. Okay. I think there's a blend, uh, of both. I think Abrahamic religion is, is also that blend. However, I think they're reversed. I think in, in, in Abrahamic religions, Judeo-Christianity, um, you go through faith. And if you're lucky, you get some sense of experience. Now, I think in Eastern faith, you get the experience first and then understand means of faith later. And you say, okay, what the hell is happening to me? I'm experiencing something otherworldly. And then you learn about the path, you step onto the path, and other things that come along with it as culture and tradition are faith-based, and you take it on faith because of the experience that you've already had inside yourself. And you say, well, I'm going to go with this. I've experienced it to a certain degree, and you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply some trust in that, that the rest of what's coming with this philosophy is, is real and true. Yes, I agree with that with that comment. Um, it's been like that for me since I, I was in a really believe and then things will happen, a religion in the past. I yeah. obviously, um, well, I was done with that. So I went to the other extreme where it's all self-experience. It's all what I can do, all what I can train. And I think it was a good thing because it made me uh, responsible for my actions and my thoughts. And that's why I try to um, share a little bit with, with my audience as well is the idea of knowing that you're responsible and that you can take action, it's so empowering. Because instead of just hoping that things are going to work out, you can actually make things work out. And, and, and when, in my experience, what happened is through discipline and consistency, I end up seeing pretty amazing things happen. And then at that point, it was like, wow, okay, they weren't kidding me when they said that this happens because of this. But now it's ex experiential. And now nobody can tell me like, oh, you're delusional. And well, okay, well, I, you can think I'm delusional. Maybe I am, but it happens. So for me, it's a reality. One example, it's really mundane, but for me, it was really, really, uh, with several other things happening, but I remember that after like um, four years of really intense practice and consistency, I started feeling 
life was happening in a really spontaneous way, you know. Uh, I would just get out there and things would happen for me. And at the beginning, I, I, I was feeling like a little bit um, contradicted because we've been taught that you need to work really hard to earn stuff in the physical realm. You need to study hard to get your title. You need to work hard to get your money, your car. Yeah. But um, probably that's a little bit of the Taoist influence in me at the early stages of my life that there's a lot of if you flow as well, this um, uh, great consciousness will also provide you. But you need to, to trust. I mean, you need to pick either you're going to be flowing and accepting or you're going to go for it and make things the way you want. That's how I've come to see that there's those two paths and it has to do with what you like and what your personality is like. But I also realize that if you, you keep working hard, there's a moment when you become really attentive at how things naturally flow as well. And so uh, I remember when I first uh, met my girlfriend and we went out for a walk, we, we flew into a city called Guadalajara and we went for, out for dinner. And I remember we were walking through this um, street, sidewalk, and it's a really pretty street in Guadalajara, where they have a lot of um, like little market where they sell uh, all from art to necklace, earrings, to japas. You find a lot of things, uh, art, art, uh, artistic things there. And we were walking, and I remember I, I had this craving for... Uh, falafels. I remember she told me, what, what do you want for dinner? And I said, oh man, I feel like having street food. But in Mexico, we don't have that many vegetarian options in street food. You normally would have tacos or other things that would have meat in it. So I said, I just feel like having this um, pita bread with some falafels in it and like a really street food way. And I don't know what happened. I just felt the need to, to look to my left happening and I was thinking then I looked to my left but I didn't hear a voice I didn't I don't know I just felt like the need to to turn but it's weird to describe because there was no voice no anything just a, a feeling so I, I turned and then I saw a card I wear glasses so I, I couldn't read what the card said but I told her and I never do that I normally just walk and go from one place to another I told her we should go check out that place you're like sure let's go and we walked in there and it said egyptian food and they had just opened like two weeks ago or something and the main the the, <laughs> the dish that was offering like star dish it was falafels and i was like like i've searched in Guadalajara for so long to eat falafels <laughs> and suddenly i just turned my head and it's right there you know and for me it was like okay now I'm starting to think that everything is just flowing and if I'm doing the right things, it's just going to flow. And ever since that, I've never looked back. I get distracted sometimes, you know, troubles and stuff. But my life, I would say it's just becoming that part where I trust and things happen. And that's yes. amazing. Yes. In a, in a religious uh, text, in a religious sense, or word we just call that surrender right it, it, so 
if we just let down our arms and say, all right, whatever in this world I'm supposed to do, you know, hit me with it. That's when something hits you and, you know, and that's when something comes. And, and it, when, when we're training in, in theological terms, we have this sense of surrender to a divinity. And as you're saying, all these things come with the, the type of character you are and, and whoever or whatever you surrender to uh, ends up bringing the same effect. So long as you surrender, you have this one key in, in philosophy and, and in life to open the law of attraction. And, and, and as soon as you see that it works, in this weird, mysterious, magical way, um, the the willful ability to go back and change your your and close off your mind is is got to be impossible. I don't know, but I can't imagine thinking differently um, ever again. You know, from the moment these things started to happen, and and for me, the most profound surrendering I've ever had was when I. Um, just left the mainland. I said, I'm done with this type of life. I'm going to, I'm giving everything up and I'm going to the jungle. I don't know. So I'm going to see if I can then know. And out of, out of nothing, maybe something will appear. And it was this ultimate surrendering and, to life itself. And, and kind of, if I die, then I, then that's fine. And, um, you know, with synchronicity, all of a sudden these things happen and, and, and the monastery appears and to get there magically people appear to that were going there anyway. And, you know, I can't count all of the synchronicities in my life and, and these surrendering uh, moments um, where I'm, I'm guided into doing what I'm supposed to do. And to this day, it's funny because I, 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 I tell this to people who asked me, you know, what, what I'm doing next. And I don't even know, I don't know who I'm going to talk to next. I, I don't know what it, my next year is going to look like, but here's what I want to do. Here's what I, I may see things as, but how I'm going to get there. It, it's going to have to be partially logic and partially magic. Roger, in, in that, in, in that sense, do you still sometimes struggle with it? Because People tend to look uh, at people that are walking ahead of us like he got, he has it figured out. And so he flows all the time. And for me, that's not my experience. My experience is I flow for some good part of the time, but sometimes I get distracted or life kind of pulls you a little bit outwards. And then you need to remind yourself and go back to being really disciplined. And I, f I feel as an antenna, you know, or like, you need to be constantly sharpening your senses or working on them. Like, like I always said, yeah, I remember my example. It's like taking a bath. I mean, if you do it really uh, thoroughly, you're going to be perfectly clean and you're going to avoid getting infections and stuff. But if you suddenly feel that refreshness and you just leave it like that, you don't keep on having those routines that actually focus or make you get in contact and enhance your, your, your receptivity, your surrender, keep on reinforcing your surrender. It's like you're not showering constantly. So there's a moment where you're all dirty again and you don't feel that freshness anymore. And it's like, oh, 
why am I not feeling fresh? Oh, yes, I haven't take it, taken a shower in a week. Oh, I need to go back to that. And then you start cleaning yourself again and, and everything starts flowing again. So for me, it's been like that. I go forwards and then sometimes I stop a little bit uh, because there's another, uh, another challenge in life and you need to sort that out. So is it, has that been the same experience for you, Rajan? Yes, I, um, I probably struggle with it daily. Every day, uh, uh, from moment to moment, I'm constantly wondering what the hell is going on. And if I can keep, if I can keep going without knowing, and if I can keep surrendering, and if I can, if I can keep, you know, surviving off this path that I've done because I don't know how I've done it. And just when the world is falling in on my shoulders, someone contacts me and then they say, I need your help. And all of a sudden uh, I'm okay again. And, and, and someone calls on me and, and says, you know, we've accepted your book proposal. We'll publish your book. Or, you know, we need you to come work for us. Or why don't you come live here? And then it's like, okay, I can breathe again for, and then for a few hours. And, uh, you know, but then all of a sudden an impending doom of, of a chaos and the unknown come back. And I think that that's what keeps me alive is the fact that there is no structure and I think structure would actually kill me. It's this chaos. It's this unknown and this dark looming uh, beast that may destroy me. I think it's because I keep going into it that I'm actually stronger and alive today. I don't know, but that's my theory. <laughs> and, and how does that blend with being a social being? Because, um, I can relate to that feeling a hundred percent, Rajan. I mean, uh, when I was taking my classes, something uh, people sometimes think is that knowledge should be free, for example, and that because it's sacred knowledge, you're entitled to receive it. And that's not true. People work hard to get their knowledge. And sometimes I think it's also a way of a teacher to kind of test how much you're willing to go for that. And in my experience, my learning with my teacher, it had a cost. It was a really reasonable, it was nothing like crazy or anything. But to the way I was living my life, which was, I don't do marketing for myself. I don't, I'm not calling, you know what, I wanna do this business, I wanna do, people just keep coming at me. And, and I live a comfortable life, and it's not like I'm earning the huge amount of money. But up to this point, I've been able to live my life comfortably you know and I've had help suddenly when I feel like I, I like oh, okay now I'm in the hall and then somebody comes and gives me the hand and like come on I'll help you I'm like sure you want to help me what is the catch no it's come on hop in so um and everything was really simple when it was just myself I make my life like this I take decisions like this and well, deal with it. But suddenly I started a relationship, a really formal relationship. And 
oh man, she's a saint. She puts up with all my crap, with all my uncertainty, with all my weirdness. Suddenly it's like, uh, honey, do you, do you agree if we only eat fruits and vegetables for a month? <laughs> She's like, she looks at me like, and can we even, can we cook them? Uh, what do you think about going raw? She's like, oh no, here we go again, right? Or let's not eat. Do you, do you want to fast together? And, and she keeps on coming with me and helping me and, and that's just me. Suddenly when it's like the big decisions in life and we just have this conversation um, uh, last night, like, okay, so what is next in your life? I currently work for a Mexican company that we do advertisement and uh, we do coaching and wellness. I did it by myself. They contact me. Well, as you mentioned, I had, I was like, okay, I'm going to Canada. Uh, it, the <laughs> currency is a lot more expensive there. What am I going to do? And suddenly I trust the universe. I go and then I get this call and like, oh, we have a job offer for you. Right. And uh, okay, thank you. I did it. I, my boss is awesome. He has this amazing project of teaching true wellness, give me freedom to do it uh, as, um, as I've learned to. But then she told me like, well, it's not realistic in the long run to earn in a lower currency. Um, you're earning in pesos and you're expanding in Canadian dollars. Like, what are your thoughts on it? And honestly, my mind was like, I have no bloody clue. I mean, I have what I intellectually think I should do. I need to aspire to go to college. I decided I need to, uh, I want to do a master's in psychology. Uh, honestly, because I think that people still need some papers, you know, especially in Mexico, you don't need, uh, there's not as regulated as here, but here in order for you to actually be a coach or something, you need certain credential that kind of protect you legally and that you don't get into trouble. So I said, okay, I've realized that I want to help people while talking in therapy and that's what I want to do. So in order, I, I, I'm going to go for a master's in counseling or psychology. And that would allow me to have Canadian credentials so I can work because I, I currently am on a visitor's visa, visa. My girlfriend, she lives here and I came with her. I am working uh, for a Mexican company, so I don't have problems here. But if I really want to settle down, and I need to work to that. So I cannot tell her, don't worry, honey. The universe will take care of it. <laughs> I mean, up to a point, right? I can tell her up to a point without getting in trouble. So what, how have you done that, Rajan? How, how would that that's an awful long question. I apologize. No, no, it's perfect. So um, I, I thought of the answer um, in the beginning and then just listened for the rest of the time. So the answer is that you communicate and you network with as many people as possible every single day. And if you're going to approach chaos, and chaos is somehow going to succeed and you're going to succeed in that path, but you don't quite know what that looks like because no one knows what it looks like. No one knows what they're going to do, but what they do is they set themselves up so that as they approach chaos, they have this guy over here and they have this piece of armor over here and they have this in their pocket and they're now carrying a new shield 
and they go forward and they see someone else and they're like, come into my network as we, as we go forward. And one of your network in the future could be school. You could have this degree that says this thing as you go forward and a friend that you met on this podcast a year ago and you go forward. And as you live your life, you collect more and more people like a video game. You're like, like Kirby. You're like, you're, you're huffing and, and you collect all this stuff inside you and you go forward. And it's going to be harder for anyone who doesn't do that. If, if they decide I'm going to somehow go after this dragon of chaos by myself, they're going to be in for a rough ride and, and it's going to be harder and it may take longer. But the more people you can expand and use technology to, to, to globally connect with people, the more uh, statistic and, and, and you know, the more chance you will have at succeeding and finding someone who can help you. And there won't be so much, um, uh, there won't be so much, uh, what's the word? Spontaneity. There, you won't need as much spontaneity, you know, because you can wake up one day and say, all right, I need something concrete. You know, I have about 100 people who can give me something concrete. I just have to connect with one of them. And I think I'm going to go that route. Because really, it's not about what the hell am I going to do. It comes down to who am I going to connect with and what kind of opportunity do I want with them. That's what, that's what it's going to come down to. Okay, uh, thank you. That's really useful. Thank you. But my question was a little bit more into how do you communicate the way you make decisions? For example, uh, I understand that With part. Your it makes partner? Sense. Yeah, exactly. How, how, how do you do it? For example, normally the, the regular way of doing it is, okay, I have this plans and I think the best way we should walk, walk as, as a couple is towards A, B, or C, right? But when it's by yourself and what I've done and what it's worked for me is just walk. Which ABC, just walk. But then it's not logical and you cannot intend <laughs> somebody to follow you like blindly, like without giving some sort of arguments. And I, what I do is I share as much as I can or what I can see. But I, and deep in my heart, I know that's just an idea. And who knows if it's going to become that way. You, you've got the answer right there. You have to share. Um, you'll never be able to, to, it'll never suffice to have the answer I just gave you for her. That'll never work. Right. Cause she'll be like, you're full of shit and I'm out of here. What? <laughs> cause, cause essentially hope, you know, it sounds like you find, you found someone who is, is understanding of this law of attraction and, and can buy into it a cert, to a certain degree. But um, a woman is going to want or anyone in your life as a partner who is in the feminine um, energy channel and, and, and expresses femininity, right? So it could be man or man or woman or woman. Um, one, of the, one of them is usually going to be masculine. One of them is usually going to be more feminine. So the person in that feminine role is going to need that guarantee that you are structure, order, and safety and can help provide, right? At the same time, you also want that air of mystery and, and, and strength where you can go into the unknown. Now, how do you express that security and comfort when most of you is into the unknown and, and a fearless warrior? 
So you have to conceal part of that self. You have to kind of go more into order and relay information that is strictly order-based and structure-based and say, this is what I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this degree and uh, this is my vision in life and I'm gonna work hard as hell to get it. And then that part of you that is, is secretly wondering if you're going to be impaled by darkness, you don't reveal that part of yourself. That part stays somewhere else. That part is for you. That part is for you and I to express because with her, she doesn't want to hear that shit. She wants, she wants, okay, you're going after the degree. I understand that part of it. That other part, how you're not sure. I don't want any part of that. I don't want anything to do with it. And you say, got it. And, and you don't express that. And, and that is the burden of masculinity. That is, that is our burden that we're born with, that we take on arrows and our partner to our side has no idea that we're bleeding out on the other side. From one side, it looks totally good. All right. So that is, that is the burden of masculinity that, that we have to hold frame. We have to hold that part of us while we're, we have one foot in, in chaos and one foot in order. They see the order and that we're constantly improving and we, re we relay that to them and we do our best, you know, to have that order. You know, you wouldn't, um, for example, I'm an, I'm a bit of an entrepreneur, but I also try to have some sort of stable income at the same time working for someone else. Uh, I don't recommend someone quit their job to just explore the unknown. And then that's a, that could be a, a set setting them up for failure, right? You will keep the secure job and on the weekend work your business on your off hours, work your business so that you always have that backup net. So with critical thinking and, and with, with wisdom, we can um, do both. And part of it, you reveal to her and part of yourself um, stays inside that, that darkness. Thank you. I think that's a little bit of what I've done, a little bit uh, intuitively. But it you makes would have had to or else she wouldn't be with you anymore. <laughs> but it makes so much sense. And, and I guess that's an approach you take to most relationships in life, right? You have your own inner quest, and then you have your outside being. Because uh, what we're talking right now, you, Roger, and Rokas, and I, it's not something I talk with everybody. I mean, I do it with my patients, but I choose which segment of what I'm going to talk I use. I talk with my father. I have the great fortune of having a father that loves it and he's passionate and he puts it on practice and we have those discussions and we have different views of life but they're very similar in some so i can chat with him about that uh, with my girlfriend she's also a really understanding respectful intelligent person so we have our our topics that we can talk and and i would say almost all of them except that uniquely view of life which I know she keeps as well for herself. And we do it everybody else. You never find a person that's 100% your copy. That would be impossible, right? So we always keep this little part to ourselves. And, and thank you for making it a lot more clear in my, in my mind. I really, really appreciate that. I got lucky myself. I, I, I found a, a, a beautiful woman who, um, she's got that same, and maybe this was where the attraction came in. She's got that same sense of, 
you know, I've been through hell. I have no idea what's going on, but I'm going to keep going. And, and, and she ended up going from nothing to setting up a, uh, a beverage company in six states and uh, wow. she has this foundation to grow a company of her own. So, and she did it just, you know, her story is just as, as whimsical as mine in different areas. And we, um, you know, she has that same sense of, you know, I, I don't know how this is going to work, but it's going to work. And, you know, now that we have, um, a, we have a baby on the way in January and wow, congratulations. we're going to be parents. Thank you. We, we do, we do struggle with that. We're asking, okay, what's, what's more solid now? What's more concrete? Um, what is going to last longer so that we can be really good parents and, and provide. So there, there has to be some flexibility. It can't be rigid. If you, if, if someone is saying, you know, they're giving you an ultimatum. If, if you're, if you don't look and appear secure, then this whole thing breaks, then it's going to be a difficult road ahead because, you know, being explorers and being adventurers, we do have some sense of going by the weather. We are sailing based on good weather, but the bad weather may approach. And I think as we get older, we all relax a little bit more and understand that life is a bit uh, of, of a, it can be rocky. And especially if we take bigger risks and, and seek to sail farther distances. And when we're younger, we really have more fear and, and we need more security. So um, what you can do in the meantime is um, share, share the wins that come out of spontaneity, share the, which I'm sure I know you do, but keep keep um, exploring with her that that title of adventure and, and that you know we'll, we'll, we're going to make it no matter what. As long as you have confidence, you'll do all right. It's when it's when you yourself uh, lack so much confidence that uh, you really may be in your own way and, and be the thing that stops you. As long as you're not the thing in your own way, um, the way is broad. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I've been really blessed with her, uh, Roger. And just as you mentioned, like she she's walked her own path, and mm -hmm. we met as um, as a team. You know, we work as a team, and it's been it's felt like that. Like I can be myself, and I can um, talk about what I feel, and I've always been really transparent to most degree. Um, I think that if you can't be honest with the person you're sharing your life with, then probably it's not the person you should be with because Absolutely. you already need to have a lot of masks out there, right? You need to have your therapist mask. You need to have your um, son mask because everything requires certain um, or has certain needs you need to fulfill to that. So you have, you have this like avatars you need to fit into to some degree, it's not like you, you're faking anything, but you play different roles. And that, I call that's it a chameleon, be, being like a chameleon. You can change colors based on where you are. Exactly. And I think that's how you should be in order to, to be successful in what you're doing. You, you don't want to be this um, um, 
mystic when you're doing business, you probably want to be like a CEO, right? You want your business to, to work. So you, you get into this mindset and you do what you have to do. Obviously, you always keep this essence of who you are. So you're not going to go uh, crushing somebody to get what you want or you're not going to commit into something that's harmful for others. Not, nothing like that. But so I have the fortune of being able to speak with her and we are really open. This is, this is who I am. I, we started like that. You know what? I have no idea where I'm going. I, I've devoted my life to find myself because I need it. People think sometimes uh, you are, you, you're, you, you're wiser or you have this call. Bullshit. You had a lot of pain. You had a lot of weird stuff that was unbearable and you decided to do something. Or at least that's for me. I said, enough. Oh, I need to find something. Or I'm going to kill myself. So let's start doing something. And if anything, if it doesn't work, then probably I have time to kill myself later. So I did it. Uh, so I've been really honest with that for her. And for her, it's been like that as well. She's been, okay, this is me. These are my fears. These are my virtues. And you want to team up? Yeah, I, I love what you do. I love what you do. And you're a team. And it's been such a support network for me, her. How old are, how old are you guys? Uh, she's 28. She just turned 28 last week. And I'm uh, 26. I'm about to turn 27. <laughs> so you're both very young. So they, they say um, you can take many more risks uh, up to the age of about 30. Yes, it makes sense. I, I also think I'm not into having a really boring life. Um, uh, I think the whole reason we're here has to do with experiencing. You know, uh, is it uh, Vedic knowledge that says that the, divi the divinity wanted to experience life in as many forms as they can? So she actually multiplied and just kind of experienced himself through different networks. Mm -hmm. um, for me, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, honestly, I don't dwell much on the uh, big philosophy of life because I think it's way too up there for me to grasp. I like to focus on what I can, how it applies to my life on a daily, daily basis. And I think as, as you walk, it kind of it, it becomes more obvious things. But uh, yeah, definitely up for experiencing. And I guess that's why I really like your your instagram rajan because it was a mixture between discipline and work because you need to work and it was also uh this balance with playfulness and 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 discovery and adventure because we i think today we have those approach like really opposite i mean you have people that are going oh just go with the flow and just see where it takes you and just try anything and then you have this approach where don't do anything you're going to reincarnate in something bad or you're going to be a sinner right so i really appreciate you following the middle ground which is originally the essence of buddhism like self um, critical thinking and the middle middle way so yeah thank you so much for for all your help for all your words for all your work it's amazing well Thank you. Be careful. I have an ego to keep in check too. <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> now I got to go meditate for three hours. So I just noticed it. It's over one. It's past one o'clock. We started at eleven. Let's wow. cut it. Let's cut it there. That was awesome. Um, 
we we really appreciate you spending your valuable time with with Rokas and I. And um, this, we will you come back and and can we record more episodes and do more conversations? Of course, of course, Roger. And I would be. Uh, um, I'm happy of doing it. I'm very thankful of the opportunity. <laughs> I told my girlfriend like, uh, I ask. I've been following this person online. She's awesome. And I just asked a question and suddenly he invited me to a podcast and I have no idea what the podcast is going to be like, but I'm excited. And so it's been awesome. Thank you. I would love to do this. Um, Adele, I'm, you're, you're, I'm collecting you in my wing and we're just like going straight in. I know I got Fidel over here. <laughs> yes, of course. I'm also building that network, as you mentioned. Uh, you become, I truly believe you become the people you hang around with. And during this particular time with the whole COVID crisis, I, I've seen people just go bananas. Like, 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 wow. And I see my, my friends that are like deep in their practice and they're like, it's just going to pass. I mean, if it's not that, it's going to be an earthquake. It's going to be a fire. Yeah. You know, all people just, <laughs> just do what you have to do. And, and that's really awesome to have that support network where you're like yeah i i agree with this guy i'm gonna be peaceful and keep doing what i'm doing and that's it so thank you, you. Know, i know rokas is thinking um if we're just coming off the street into the internet where do we find you um the easiest way probably is through instagram uh, at fidel masa which is m-a-z-a that would be probably the easiest way or same name in Facebook, Fidel uh, Massa, M-A-Z-A, or it could be an email directly. You, at the end, you, you were able to send me the email, right? I received it. Mm -hmm. L-N-B, um, and then my name, my name, Fidel Massa, with a set, at gmail.com. Perfect. Uh, we're going to put all of that in the uh, show notes. Thank and you. And... Fidel, we're gonna we're gonna come up with another uh, excuse to talk again all day. Right, uh, looking forward to it. I awesome. This is a topic that makes my heart beat, and it's just so awesome to be able to share it. And hopefully, if someone gets a little bit inspired or just curious to find a mentor like you, Rajan, that's just awesome. All right, guys, we're all gonna sign out, and um, we will talk soon. Sure. Thank you for your wisdom, Fidel. It was uh, nice meeting you, Rokas. I know you you spoke little, uh, little. <laughs> that. It was an, I loved listening to the conversation. That's his charm. That was a lot of value, I think, for myself and for the listeners. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Fidel. Thank you. And hopefully next episodes I will be able to listen more uh, of you. I would really... <laughs> Love to oh, hear yeah, you. we need a Rokas recap. <laughs> Rokas, yeah, we're going to do a sure. whole episode. I'm just going to listen. <laughs> well, uh, well, can I get, uh, how, how can I contact you, Rokas? How can I follow you on social media? Um, <clears throat> oh. Facebook. I'm, I don't really use Instagram, but I'll send you a follow on Facebook. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Thank okay. you. Till next time. Bye. Yep. Bye. Bye.